Hello, and welcome to the Self Healer Soundboard. Before we get started here on episode two today, I just want to take a quick moment and say thank you to all of our listeners. Your support on episode one, where Jen and I were speaking very vulnerably and very honestly, really truly means the world to both of us. It was quite a nerve-wracking episode to release and to sit back and watch everyone's opinions and thoughts and comments. And we were intentional and stated that in the episode as well, that we're committed to creating this as a safe space and really fostering an open communication where you are safe to to wonder, to ask questions, to comment, um, and to share your own thoughts with the community and really for you each to to learn from us, for us to learn from you, and for each of you to learn from one another. So again, thank you um, for that wonderful reception and also for your questions, for your curiosities, for your concerns. Um, we're equally just as grateful for them. It's not just the, you know, quote, positive feedback that we're into. We want to hear what comes up for you as always in all of these episodes. So truly thank you from from the bottom of our hearts and Lolly's too. She's very much here. I know she wasn't on the episode and a lot of people commented on that. She's very much fully involved and a part of it and could have been right here with us, um, was just quite literally behind the curtain. <laughs> so jumping into this week's episode, as we mentioned, we want this season and are creating this season as really interactive and an ongoing communication, discussing the topics that you guys want to talk about hearing the questions that you want answered or what you want at least discussed and what conversations open. So I did a little poll on Instagram the last couple of days, and this one question came in from a community member. Her name is Danielle. Uh, Danielle is a circle member and is extremely supportive and engaging and interactive. So this question um, spoke to us right away. I plucked it out because it's also such a great baseline and foundation for all of our healing and all of our journeys. So the topic is how to navigate relationships as you change. And Danielle specifically quoted and said, I'm less dependent and it feels disconnecting. Absolutely. So answering this in a couple of different ways, but first starting, I think with the topic of change, because um, as much as we're wired to change, as much as, I mean, even as humans, we are the being that we are now because of this one word that I'm sure many of you have heard thrown around, evolution, right? What does evolution mean? We've changed based on our environment. So while we can change, we can change an incredible amount, at our core, we don't like it. It's uncomfortable. As we begin to experience ourselves in a new way, maybe making different choices in our life, and then obviously by extension, other people experiencing us in a new way, it feels uncomfortable. And there's a lot of resistance that can come up with this newness. And I speak of this a lot because when we meet that resistance, all of the litany of reasons why not to keep doing this new thing, or maybe we just start to feel uncomfortable. I'm not used to being this new person. I'm not maybe used to setting boundaries in this new way. All further reason for me to stop for me to go right back into those familiar patterns. So starting this answer off with the unfamiliar is scary for each and every one of us. And as we show up, whether you're in the community, whether you're in the circle, like Danielle is, as changes begin to happen, anticipate resistance, anticipate the scariness, anticipate that pull back into that familiar. Because while we can evolve, we really aren't comfortable doing it. And as we change, the world does change around us and it can bring up a lot of that fear. 
Yeah, when we talk about that unfamiliar and that uncertainty, a lot of what comes along with it is this this difficultness or difficulty and this challenge. So I'm constantly for myself and in all the work that we do, reframing that to, well, it's new. Mm -hmm. Something is difficult and challenging, yes, and more often than not, it's because it's new. And if you think of change, well, change is constantly happening. So as Nicole's saying, you're you're constantly changing as this human. Then in every scenario, it's new, 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 new. So in each of these developments, in your healing, or even on a non-intentional healing journey, just in your evolution, you're constantly changing. That's just by nature what happens. So as you're constantly changing, you can imagine then why sometimes you feel like you're getting hit in the face or running into a brick wall or a fake brick wall, uh, because you are. You're constantly this new person, this new being, a new iteration of you in an environment that the environment could likely be the same. It That could have stayed constant, but as a new person showing up in that, you're seeing and perceiving and responding to everything newly consistently. So expanding on this, Jenna, I love this idea of a reframe. I'll actually share with all of you a reframe that actually Lolly, bringing her right back into the conversation <laughs> here yet again, offered me very early on in my healing journey when I was probably going on and on about how uncomfortable I was with whatever new thing that I was doing. And I was using words that were, I don't like to say the word negative, but that were coloring it in a negative, scary way. Like it was a bad thing. And Lolly suggested, quite simply, this reframe, and I found it so powerful, that instead of saying all of the things that were bad or uncomfortable about how I was feeling, to use this language, I feel different than I usually do. And that became my mantra. Every time I caught my internal voice, and again, you will have to catch that internal voice, especially if it's labeling all of this newness in a bad way, as mine did. Every time I, I caught that, I was able to offer myself that reframe. It became like a marching order for myself. Each and every moment, I would talk myself through that discomfort with whatever the new thing was by just reminding myself those simple words. This is just different than how I usually feel. And being able to catch that really is so key here. I know for you listening or watching, you hear us repeat this all the time. And in all of Nicole's work, it's consistent that you have to be a witness first. You have to be able to practice to catch that, which brings us back to practicing consciousness, practicing these conscious moments of watching our thoughts and realizing that we are not the actual thoughts, yet we are the thinker of our thoughts. So being able to notice then in that moment and to catch that is so important and really so necessary here because as you're navigating these changing relationships, the first relationship that is changing always is your relationship with yourself. As you become more of a witness to yourself, you're able to see yourself differently. You see yourself kind of as separate then in a, in a way. You can see who you wound up being. You can see this person that you thought you always were and you notice things that start to shift and change. So you're also experiencing yourself newly and it's so so important here. Again, I know we echo this all the time consistently for a reason. It's most important that you focus on that relationship first. We're not going to do much good or progress much in our evolution if we're focusing on how we're navigating that relationship over there as we change. If I haven't spent the time over here witnessing with myself or even being able to catch in those moments how I'm changing and then how I'm relating to myself at my core. Absolutely. So now peeling back another layer in Danielle's question, um, acknowledging that awareness that Jenna is describing right here, right? Danielle asks, I think, I'm less dependent and it feels 
disconnecting. Right there is that a statement from that witness that Jenna's describing, right? It sounds to me, and being in the circle, I'd imagine mm-hmm. um, that Danielle's been practicing this consciousness, practicing being this observer or this witness. And what she's now come to realize right, is that there's less whatever she's labeling as dependency, less dependent behaviors, and noticing a related feeling of disconnection. Already, right, Danielle's shifting into that witness state. So now peeling back a layer and speaking from my own lived experience, those of us who have had dependency in our relationships, um, maybe with ourselves, definitely through extension of others, maybe we're the codependent, having no boundaries, always trying to get our needs met through someone else. I've been that person. When my partners, when my loved ones were okay, I was okay. And when they weren't okay, I wasn't okay, right? That is a certain level of dependency right there. As I began to heal, as I began to create boundaries, as I began to acknowledge that my needs very much might be different than someone else's in a moment. I can be okay and someone else can be not okay in a given moment and that's all okay. As I began to create those barriers, you do feel less dependent on another and you might then feel less connected to another. However, what's important I think to understand is how are we connecting? Again, were we only connecting as this vehicle to get our needs met or were we connecting authentically? Were we still able to connect in those moments where I'm okay and you're not okay? That's true connection. So speaking to Danielle and all of the Danielles in the world, right? as we begin to carve out space for ourselves as we're bearing witness that we need to do that, and then as we're actioning right in that direction, we might begin to feel less dependent at first. And we might begin to feel separate because what we're separating from, again, is that more superficial relationship, that more relationship based on or that more relationship based on expectations, not maybe based on our true authentic self. As you continue practicing being your own witness and doing your own work, you do begin to discern and decipher on your own what is superficial, what is authentic, what connections do feel that they are coming from your heart space. And again, this doesn't necessarily happen like magic overnight or in an instant. It takes time. It's a pathway. This healing is a journey, right? That authentic nature that knowing is already innate inside of you. So again, I'll repeat this, and I know I do so often. It's not out there in the sky waiting for you to search for it to pull down. You already have it. It's a matter of doing the work to tap into it, and we begin doing that first by witnessing. So as we're talking about to these superficial relationships or an authentic connection and watching connections sort of dissipate as you continue on your journey or releasing certain connections, this isn't a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. This is a very normal evolutionary thing. In fact, every human throughout all of our lives are going to continue to gain and to lose relationships, friendships, connections with people. It is very much innately a part of our human nature and evolution. Now, I used to think about this and I would kind of do the work with myself to get me through this or losing a relationship and that sort of gut-wrenching or that heartbreak of something and reframing it to realize that I'm not actually ever losing anyone. All of the other 7 billion people who are on this planet right now are still here and if their physical body leaves, I know that I'm still connected here with their soul. So if it works for you, maybe try on this reframe too that you're still sharing the same lifetime, you're sharing the same planet with these other people and you're starting to begin to discern what connection is actually true for you and also being able to ask yourself 
what is it that I'm feeling disconnected from? I specifically Danielle's question or statement says, I'm less dependent and it feels disconnecting. So as you're feeling disconnected while being less dependent, am I feeling disconnected from an attachment? Am I feeling disconnected from a situation? Am I feeling disconnected from a person? What is it that I'm feeling disconnected from? I know for me personally, a lot of you know, a lot of the chapters and journeys of my life as people have kind of come in a revolving door in a way. Some have stayed and some very peacefully have come, taught me lessons, I've taught them, and then we've all moved on. And it's been learning my attachments to either those people or situations or circumstances that the disconnection felt very raw. It felt super lonely for me. And I I learned over time as I became my own witness Oh, it was a certain circumstance that I was connected to. It was a certain situation. I know a lot of people, I've met a lot of beautiful people throughout my life who have come to really serve as kind of as an uplifter or, you know, housed me when I needed housing or fed me when I needed food. And in some of those circumstances, I'm able to look back now and see that they served the time that they did in a time of need and growth, and they also then became a crutch. So I'm able to realize now how certain situations or certain people kind of floated in and floated out to serve. We're all serving a purpose for each other, whether it be for a day, a week, a year, or a lifetime. And as those things changed, as I grew, as I witnessed my relationship with myself, I was then able to see where I was allowing myself to be dependent on people and circumstances as a crutch that I could continue to fall back on that was actually inhibiting me from furthering my own growth and evolution and instead kind of had me in this happy little content autopilot cycle. Yeah, and I think what we're what we're kind of talking about here in so many words is also allowing with the process of evolution, the process of of shedding, of grieving, whether mm-hmm. it's again past versions of us, how I used to show up in the world, maybe again to speak to Danielle in a more dependent way, and now I'm not doing that. That's that can bring up grief. It can bring up loss. I've only known myself in this one way for so long. And of course, as others come and go, as maybe we do begin to see attachments for what they are and allow them to go and carry on separate from us, we might again be met with a sadness, with a grief, with a loss. And that's part of the journey as well. As we become, as we come more into our authentic self, we do shift and change relationships around us. We do look for different types of connections. I think to speak from both of us, that was one of the major reasons where the self-healer circle came. Both of us separately, you know, feeling lonely on a journey, looking for that community of other people who spoke the same language, who were going through the same things and not really seeing it. So for me, that became such a passion project so early on is how can I create that? How can I create the community of people that I was lonely for, that I felt desperate for? And that's where the circle came to be. And of course, this exists on our Instagram as well. But this is what we're talking about. Sometimes we do feel then pulled to find a new space, to find a different human, to begin to experiment with this new self and to develop and cultivate new different connections in our journey. And if you're someone who has been dependent or has always been around people or had people to fall on like a crutch or like Nicole's talking about codependency in relationships, then of course it makes so much sense too. as you begin to heal, as you begin to witness yourself and grow and change yourself, then 
that independence is going to be lonely. You're used to being and going through life kind of in this, this little blob of all of your other people around you. You can outsource to them. You can look to other people instead of choosing to stop and look within. So as you do go through that, it does make perfect sense then where this disconnect comes. I mentioned that because it's very valuable for us to just be mindful of when we're saying disconnected to not immediately assign a meeting that this disconnection is bad um, or that while it's lonely, that that's a negative thing. Um, I'll try and continue to find new words for negative, but it's it goes into this sort of disconnected space of oh, gasp, like I'm disconnected. I have to kind of run and scramble and find my tribe. And I know we get messages all the time from people who are feeling lonely, who who do want to find their tribe. And there is so much value and so much purpose in that period of disconnection. So while it may be new and fearful um, or seemingly difficult, because again, it is new. It's different, like Nicole was mentioning that Lolly offered early on. It's different than what you're used to. It's different than what you've experienced before. So I also would challenge you and offer to you to find the teachers and the purpose of that period of disconnection because it really is a profound bridge in your healing that ultimately then allows you to create your, your group around you, to create your connections with people. Whether that's one person, two people, three, or a thousand, you get to consciously create the connection that you want to have with another person. I love this, and I'm just going to add on to what you're saying here, Jenna, because it was in that period, like I was saying, where I did feel deeply lonely, where I was getting more and more comfortable with this new me, with showing up with boundaries. And again, I was seeing separation in my outside relationships and my purpose in that place was born the self-healer circle. If I didn't kind of meet that low, if I didn't have the space in from that moment to just have me to deal with, I needed that. As a codependent for me, my autopilot, my go-to is what does everyone else need? It really helped me to, to just have me for that bit of time. And then from the loneliness that eventually began to set in when I did, as we all do as humans, desire connections, out of it came the seed of the self-healer circle, came mm. the idea, and then came the creation. So I love that offering that, you know, if you're in that season, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling a bit lonely, and if you're looking for those authentic connections, there might be something deeper in there for you. It might be the space that you too need to begin to experiment with your needs first so that when you do return to whatever group you return to, you can do so as a whole human who has needs, who has separate ideas and maybe even feelings every now and again that you can safely then express to those around you. And it's a it's a raw space to be in. And as Danielle's saying, you know, I'm less dependent, which feels disconnecting, likely because Danielle is beginning to feel more independent and realizing her own self in relation to other people instead of just seeing, you know, this existence with other people in it, but actually seeing the self that is independent. Um, I know for me, particularly this, these seasons, I'll say, of disconnection, because there have been a few have been they felt very raw. They have felt like that dark night of the soul and that sort of gut-wrenching, I'm all alone, what am I doing? And I've continuously kind of catapulted myself into them. I'd pick up and lead. I moved to Los Angeles two years ago and was 
think this time two years ago, sleeping on a friend's couch in North Hollywood who I'd only just met a couple weeks before. And the weeks before that, it was someone else's who I had just met before in in various programs that I had enrolled myself in um, with like-minded people. So I sought connections that felt aligned for me. And it was very scary and very raw because it was just me. I didn't know what I was doing in this city. I did the same moving to Denver and to Boston and to San Francisco, all at different periods of my life without any sort of bearing of what was to come, but that rawness and that complete disconnect of, okay, well, the very Jenna way to do it would be to rip off all the Band-Aids and just dive in head first. And in that, while it was very scary and what felt very lonely at so many times was the birth of everything I'm doing now, the birth of really my authentic self. I would share more. I would use my life and itself and the feelings that I was going through. I'd pop them on an Instagram square and just share it with people because that was relatable to other people. So it's, as Nicole's saying, you know, that's what then birthed the self-healer circle. Two years ago, I guess it was, was that same scenario as I'm on a friend's couch who's also is Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Um, in North Hollywood, kind of trying to trying to create a membership, trying to do these Instagram videos, not knowing what I'm doing. And then eventually it was like, oh, that circle just dropped two days ago. I'm going to send Nicole a message because this is the work I'm doing. And my disconnection, my weeks and months of that loneliness of going inward and embracing it instead of pushing it away and making it wrong is what ultimately gave me the confidence and just gave me the ability to really trust myself. I was able to see myself and I knew that actions I was taking authentically when I took the time to listen to me, I could I could trust and I could follow through on because I knew that I would always guide me in the right direction, which is what brought us all here. I think trust, you know, is a, is a great takeaway for a healing journey in general, wherever you are on it, um, whether you're Danielle, right, becoming conscious, becoming aware of all of the old patterning, making shifts and changes that are feeling new, that are feeling scary. The byproduct of all of this is that trust is beginning to show up each and every day through the difficulty, through the ease, whatever it might be in between, and teach yourself sometimes for the first time in a lifetime that you can, that you can navigate these difficult moments, that you can sit in feelings of dependency, feelings of disconnection, feelings of grief, whatever feeling it is, and be okay with it. I think kind of peppered through everything you mm -hmm. were describing very beautifully, Jenna, is that objectivity, allowing it to just be what it is without assigning that judgment. When we throw the label over whatever it is we're going to feel in this very new, unfamiliar healing journey, then we do ourselves a disservice. And when we pull back that label and when we teach ourselves that we can be with whatever is present, we teach ourselves that trust that we can do that. And with that trust really is pure creation is born. As you begin your journey, um, I'm really visual. So I really imagine eyes closed, I'm sleeping and you open your eyes to this whole life around you that you could very likely be seeing truly and consciously for the very first time. And that's the life that is currently around you, right? It's the life that you sort of woke up to in a way. Yes, you created it, but not necessarily consciously. When you go through this phase of then feeling disconnected, it's almost as if all of those things and people are sort of dissipating away or dissolving away. They're not leaving. They're still here. However, you're giving yourself a blank canvas now. You didn't wake up in this masterpiece of a painting anymore. You're instead kind of turning the page to a 
blank slate where you get to be the painter, you get to be the creator, you get to choose those connections with those around you. You get to first choose that connection with yourself and that trust with yourself, which then allows you to be that independent you, to be the independent you that chooses to authentically then connect with another person, likely who is also independently them and trusting themselves. That is the definition, right? The final chapter in the book where you even meet Jenna in my life is interdependence. How can we learn to be completely separate and completely together at the same time? And I think that's the journey that we're living here each and every day on our own healing journeys, Jenna and I. That's the purpose of the Self Healer Soundboard and these conversations and really all of the work that we do is how do we learn how to be those different beautiful humans with all of our, our gifts and still be connected to others? How can we be separate and still in a group, in a safe group of authentic souls? And that the power of that disconnection really gives you space to hear yourself, to meet yourself, to see yourself, to learn yourself. For me, when I'm in a group of people, I've expressed this before, if you're talking to me passionately about wanting to be an astronaut, there was a time and space where Jenna would have then ultimately wanted to become an astronaut because I would have been so enrolled in what someone else was talking about because I hadn't actually tapped into, well, who's Jenna? What does Jenna want? I hadn't spent that time to really learn or see or meet me. So as you're doing that, that phase of disconnection or feeling disconnected, I would really offer to really, really embrace it um, and to to learn what it is there to teach you, which really means learning you, spending time with you. I mean, at my place in Venice, I put a mirror in front of my desk so that every time I sat down, I literally went to work with me. I would get to learn me. I'd learn my mannerisms. Sometimes I look back on these podcast episodes. I try not to, but I even, I learn me now as I'm like swiveling in a chair and I watch and I see, okay, there's still part of you that you're working through to just be comfortable, to be settled. And all of that I share is because it's in observation. And when I learn me more, I'm able to express more clearly with you. I'm able to connect more deeply with Nicole, which, and when I'm able to do that for me, I'm able to be quite literally my own proof of what the process of the work is, what does work, what doesn't work, and be able to relay that back and kind of be the person that in moments when, I was in that raw trench and didn't necessarily know where to go or who to turn to. We can kind of be that space. If you're already here listening or watching now and you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling that sort of, you know, I'm alone here on this journey. I I want my people. I want my group. All of that. You're here listening right now. So you you are immersed inside of a community that is for your choosing. It's your choosing who you do connect with, who you don't connect with. And a reminder, again, that it is you connecting with yourself first that the journey must begin with. And speaking of connection, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the episode here today. Uh, in terms of further connection, as I mentioned last week, we have a new Instagram page at selfhealers.soundboard to continue all of these conversations. We will also continue to put up Q&As in this story because we want to hear from you. Like I said last week, we want and we view this as a co-creation. You are part of the community. We are interested in where you are in your healing journey and in what you're interested in us having a chat about. So check out the Instagram page, selfhealers.soundboard, and we look forward to continuing this journey with you.